This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. It's time to do the OTP four downs with me, Mike Keith, and with Titans Radio's Rhett Bryan. Rhett, thank you so much for joining me for this early week OTP. I am glad to do it. It's always a pleasure to do the official Titans podcast. Here we go. Let's do it. First down, Rhett Bryan, your play that turned the game in the Titans' 38-13 loss to Arizona. Okay, so you have Kevin Byard, who's just picked off Kyler Murray. A couple plays later, Ryan Tannehill hits A.J. Brown for a 13-yard touchdown, and it's an 11-point game at that point. Very next play when it's the uh, Arizona Cardinals' possession. 12.55 left in the third quarter. Rodney Hudson, their center, uh, fumbles the ball. Kyler Murray recovers that ball at the Arizona 20. He passes to Rondell Moore, who scoots up up there for 29 yards. It's an explosive play, so that ends at the Tennessee 46. A few plays later, it's Kyler Murray to Christian Kirk, and all of a sudden the game's busted back open. That's the play, to me, that changed everything. All right, here's mine. And it will be obvious to mention Chandler Jones forcing the fumble Mm -hmm. on Ryan Tannehill. And that, of course, is very early in the ballgame. The play snapped with 8.36 to go in the first quarter. Titans second and 11 at their own 19. Ryan Tannehill is sacked by Jones at the 10 from minus 9. The ball rolls free. Corey Peters recovers. Looks like he goes into the end zone for the touchdown. But upon further review the league rules that he was down at the half-yard line. The Chandler Jones play, to me, is not the play that turned the game. The play that turned the game is third down, and here's why. On first down and goal at the one-inch line, Darrell Daniels, the tight end, false starts. So the balls move back to near the six-yard line. Kyler Murray incomplete to green. Kyler Murray incomplete to Harris, and so now it's third down and goal at the five. The Titans get excellent pressure on Kyler Murray. Landry is all over him. He throws the ball in the back of the end zone, and there's the Titan killer himself. DeAndre Hopkins makes the catch, somehow clearly gets two feet down. It's a touchdown. If you force a field goal there, it's 6 nothing. Even after the fumble, it's 6 nothing. Instead, Murray beats you with a great play to, again, Hopkins, who I wish would just go away. I don't ever want to <laughs> that, see him. That makes all of us in Titans I, land. I mean, he, he just – he's a Titans killer. I think you can make a case for both of these things. Uh, I, I certainly think that's a place. I picked the play I picked because the Titans were trying to climb back into well, this. And they had a chance. And they had an 11-point uh, separation right there after they got a, a very timely turnover in a very Kevin Byard fashion. They end up making it count with a touchdown, and they close the gap a little bit. And then here we go with the Kyler Murray show. Okay, because the stadium's rocking. Yes. Plenty of time in the third quarter. Right. If you get a three and out at that point, you can go back to running the ball. Uh, I let you go first in that, right? Look what I originally wrote down as my play. Screen to Rondale Moore. <laughs> so I had to change on the fly based on what you said. Well, my apologies. But that also lets me know 
I was correct I, at some point. I think it was a huge point. I mean, it, it just it was that was a pivotal play. Well, I I do think the second one. In case you picked mine, I had written down the touchdown after the forced fumble. Because, again, I think if you get off the field right there, they're at your half-yard line. They had originally had a touchdown, which was overruled. Right. If it's a field goal right there, it's 6 to nothing, and you're saying, ah, okay, we can reset. Right. Instead, it's 10 to nothing, and it just feels different. And DeAndre Hopkins does his best Spider-Man impression oh. again and then just tap-tap back there. And, I mean, he was millihairs away from being out of bounds in the back of the oh, end zone. Unbelievable. But yet – he finds the place to put both tap-tap down. All right, so. so first down is complete. Let's go to second down. Your stat that tells the story of the day. And here's mine. I'm going to go first on this one so you don't take mine. 22 rushing attempts for the Titans. 22 rushing attempts. I think if you picked up the game book that I have in my hands right now and you looked at the Titans and you saw 22 rushing attempts, 99 out of 100 times the Titans lose. Because they want to run the ball more than 22 times. Now, the one time, maybe you have 22 carries for 250 yards because Derrick Henry broke two long runs. Maybe that's the case. But on average, a team total of 22 carries does not get it done for the Tennessee Titans offense. Your stat that tells the story. Yours is the yards within the yards. Mine is is similar but more out in the open. And that is, when you look at the game book that you have in your hand that I also have here... There's a sheet at the last part of it there that gives the 10 longest plays for each team. And it, it goes to what Coach Mack preached all week last week leading into this one is you can't give up explosive plays. And for everyone listening, for the OT people listening, that is an offensive play that your defense gives up of 20 yards or greater. Well, six of their 10 longest plays for the Arizona Cardinals were explosive plays. One was a touchdown, and then several others set up other touchdowns. That's something that has to change. All right, so here's another one that was my runner-up. Cardinals were 7 of 13 on third down, 54%. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's we know. Last year, the Titans gave up 52% third down conversions. Yep. 7 out of 13 is not good enough. You've got to get off the field, especially with a quarterback like Kyler Murray. You can't give him extra chances. This week against Russell Wilson, you can't give him extra chances. The Titans have to continue to improve on third down. It just has to happen. All right. So those are the stats that tell the story. Third down, your area that the Titans must get fixed. And I'm telling you right now, you have to pick one. Coming yeah. off this game, there may be multiple ones. Yeah. You have to pick one. What's yours, Rep? Well, Brian? you're used to Amy Wells answering two or three ways. Or so I guess six that. ways, yes. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the offensive line. Um, the continuity there is, is a little bit of a thing. And I, and I, I say that with, you know, Taylor DeWan comes back from an ACL. Uh, you just got your starting center in Ben Jones, your starting right guard and Nate Davis back off the COVID-19 reserve list. The first full day you can practice on Wednesday leading into a game week. I think that was a factor there. Um, David Questenberry at right tackle, and I'm not, you know, poking anything at, at him in this. It's just there's a lot of things there that are unsettled that you know how it is with an offensive line. They're one of the tightest-knit groups in a in a unit in a locker room, and I just feel like they were discombobulated yesterday. That's something that has to improve as a unit going forward. I, I agree. 
And I said this to someone from the Cardinals who's been a friend of mine for over 20 years before the game. He said, what are you worried about today? I said, I'm worried about the offensive line. And the reason is Taylor Lewan hasn't practiced a lot. Right. Roger Saffold is 33 years old. He's the one who's practiced the most, but he's 33 years old, and he hasn't worked a lot with Lewan. He took some days off as well. Ben Jones missed time with injury and COVID. And he's over 30 years old. And he's a, Nate Davis missed time with injury and COVID. And Quessenberry hasn't played much right tackle. Right. That group has not been together. For all of the talk during the course of the, the two weeks leading up about the big four not having worked together, Jones and Brown and Tannehill and Henry, I worried more about the offensive line just from a continuity standpoint. And you'll remember it was two years ago that it took Lawan and Saffold until after the first half of the season until mm-hmm. they got in sync. And then down the stretch, they were great. I think that's a position where you have to gel. And I think them having a game under their belt, them having a tape to look at in that way, them having the week to get prepared together again, I think that's going to help them a lot. And it'll need to against this defense. This Seattle defense, I mean, they bring people from everywhere. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. What are you going to do with Jamal Adams? Who led their team in quarterback sacks last Set year. Set a record for a defensive back with nine, nine and a half. Right. Yeah, I mean, this this is a guy who is he, – he comes out of nowhere. He got the money because he can do it. He he can do it. He can make the big plays. I think I think the offensive line is a, is a good point. I, I think they're very capable. Yeah, you they know, do. I, I, it's just one of those weird things. And I go back to those guys, they have meals together, they hang out right. together, they work out together, but they need these extra things to all come together. And when they do, that's that's when D- the Derrick Henry large rushing performances mm-hmm. happen. You get more than 22 carries in a ball game. There are all these great byproducts or dividends out of this if everything is going right with them as a unit in the first place. I think mine for the Titans is the area that they have to get fixed stays with third down defense. And I think it will get better. I think Elijah Molden, having have, having had a game under his belt, I think will help him greatly. I like the way he competed. I, I thought he got after it. I think he played 41 snaps. I thought he got after it. He didn't look scared. He, he challenged. You're going to see some good wide receivers again this week. Lockett is Whew. something else. DK Metcalf is the beast of beasts. Is the yes. beast of beasts. And I'll tell you, in watching the tape of Seattle this morning, I'm really impressed with this Will Disley. Yeah, the tight end. The tight end mm-hmm. is a real nice player. Got a few different options and weapons that they use. The rookie Eskridge from Western Michigan is a is a player who's got a little you know a little shake and a little wiggle in his game. And Chris Carson can run it. Chris Carson can run it, and and they can throw it out of the backfield, and they're not scared to do that. So, again, I will go back to third down defense as the area where the Titans have to continue to make improvement. All right, fourth down. One thing that you noticed and that you want to share on the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Turn to the folks who've been in the game since 1947. Farm Bureau Health Plans offers the great health care coverage you need with a price tag you can afford. My observation was the passionate plea by Derrick Henry, who recently elected captain on offense, trying to light a fire on the sidelines and being very passionate and to the point of being angry in the heat of the moment because 
you know, he, he things were not going their way. And in fact, I, I went back and pulled the quotes from his postgame stuff yesterday. Yeah, just telling that, you know, we got to play better, looking lackadaisical, just walking around, not playing how we play, not playing up to the standard we all talk about that we try to do each and every day what Coach Vrabel talks about and just reminds us that we've got to pick it up, got to play better. Those guys uh, were hitting on all cylinders, speaking about Arizona, on the other side of the field. So just trying to pick these guys up and try to be the best leader I can and get things going. I noticed that and just – I know that doesn't mean a hill of beans after a 38-13 to 13 loss, but those are the things that you notice. Now, even Coach Vrabel said it to, to us in postgame on Titans Radio. You're going to see who was active and aggressive and who maybe was a little lackadaisical. Well, the fact of the matter is it's week one. And week one is often a tease in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, it oftentimes doesn't tell the story because teams have had the entire offseason to get ready for this game. Now they have a week to get ready for the next game. So you start to get into a flow. And the thing that you have to take from this is you've got to find a way to dig out and just remember you can't let this happen again. Now, the Cardinals were sort of in a better position. They've had less injuries in camp. They've been steadier. They were very confident coming in that they could win. Their people were very surprised they won like this. But, you know, Their best players have been in camp and available and played, and guess what? They went out and played to the level that they expected to play. The Titans have been a little different boat, but they didn't play well. And they know this week they've got to show a very different type of effort. It's going to be a long week for everybody who wears two-tone blue. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling the OT people anything they don't know. (laughs) You know, it's it's a kick in the mouth for you. It's incredibly disappointing. Everybody is incredibly disappointed in what happened because, you know, you've got the high hopes and you're excited and there's a big crowd and we're here and it's a beautiful day. And then it is an absolute stinker. Yeah. I mean, just no two ways about it. But you you have to put it in the perspective that it's one of 17 and you've got to get it back somewhere down the line and you've got to, you've got to look like you. And that's what the Titans have to figure out during the course of this week when all they're going to hear all week long is negative, particularly going to Seattle. Nobody is going to pick them. Nobody. Everybody is going to diss them. So, fine. You, you know, it's, it's going to be all about the 69 players on that roster, counting the practice squad, the coaches, and everybody at St. Thomas Sports Park – and I don't think Mike Vrabel necessarily minds that. I think he'll be he and John Robinson will be just fine with that. It's all about us, and we've got to take care of us. The organization tends to embrace that role when things like this happen anyway. So yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, you know, it's this is where the 24 hour rule, where you celebrate a win or get rid of a loss and purge it out of the system. Uh, whether you can really do that. And Coach Vrabel's really good at, at getting those things going organizationally. That's where this comes into play. You, you diagnose the film today, you get the bad taste out of your mouth, you get back on the practice field, and you get to work. So my thing that I noticed and I wanted to mention, I was coming with a positive too, because you kind of came with a positive, I'm coming with a positive as well. Um, and that positive was on third and 10 at the Arizona 11 in the second quarter. 
Ryan Tannehill's pass to Nick Westbrook-Akina to get down to the one-inch line. First of all, you convert third and ten. Yeah, you got first and goal at basically the half-yard line because of his effort. And that is a tough catch. You're going to get hit. That's making a play when you absolutely had to have it. That's giving your team a chance. I think the Westbrook-Akinas of the world – are going to continue to take bigger roles because I think there's something about that guy, Rhett. I I think that when I watch that guy in Tampa going against the Bucks, when I watch him compete against anybody, I think he's going to be a guy that continues to develop as a football player and takes on a bigger role with this team. And, and I'm not just talking about this year. I, I do think it'll happen some this year. I think he can play, and a guy who can make that catch – in an NFL game, to me, is somebody who can help you win down the line. And take you to a place where it was probably going to be three and get you to a place where it ended up being well, six. And you know this too. It may not be three because your kicking situation is is That's really right. is really, really that tough. That wasn't a given. Well, right. when I when I got home last night, my wife's first question was about the kicker. Mm-hmm. What what is that? And I said, Well, you have to understand something. For Michael Badgley. He's never worked with Morgan Cox. He's never worked with Brett Kern. They haven't worked with him. Man, that is a hard thing. You didn't have a day to practice. No, that is a hard thing to walk into that situation. You're not used to the steps or the snap count. He flew in from the West Coast, right? He flew in from the West Coast. he's a former Charger. He's a former Charger who, and, and I mean, this was, Jim White noticed it in practice on Friday when Sam Ficken got hurt. I mean, this happened at 12 o'clock on Friday. And by 1 o'clock, they're having to figure out, how are we going to get a kicker in here? Our kicker, who's been really good, we feel great about our kicker, finally. And and now Sam Ficken is on IR with groin injury, and you're having to bring in Michael Badgley. And in, in fairness to Michael Badgley, that is a difficult situation to be in, which means the Westbrook Aquina play is is a big deal because even a 30-yard field goal at that moment – isn't a given. Isn't a given, and how destructive is it for your confidence if you don't get points on that drive? The play Westbrook Akina made, the play Byard made, the two plays that Tannehill and Brown made, those are the types of plays that the Titans have to have more of to win. Those were the plays that gave them a chance at certain moments even to climb back in. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, if you stop and think about the plays that Kyler Murray made, that DeAndre Hopkins made, that Chandler Jones obviously made, that Christian Kirk made with the two catches that he made for touchdowns. Arizona made it happen, man. They won the one-on-one battle. They absolutely won. If the Titans are going to win in Seattle, knowing they're going against a guy, Russell Wilson, who's going to make four or five of those plays, we know he is. The Titans have to have more of the Westbrook Aquina, A.J. Brown, Kevin Byard-type Jeffrey Simmons type plays. And the Westbrook Aquina, I'm glad you brought that up as as an example in this with fourth down question, because quite frankly, this is what every football team strives for. And what they need is that, that uh, fringe guy who makes an unexpected play when his number is called. And that's exactly what Westbrook Aquina did yesterday. I think he's going to do it. And he's a big physical receiver. Physical receiver. He sure is. All right, we want to mention something else before this uh, edition of the OTP leaves us. And you've probably heard this either on Titans Radio or through the team. 
But this Thursday night at Nissan Stadium, the Tennessee Titans are allowing Waverly Central High School, better known as the Waverly Tigers, to play host to Region 6 3A rival White House. The White House Blue Devils. 7 o'clock kickoff. And it is going to be really exciting. Think about those boys are going to play on an NFL field. Yes. On a Thursday night. And if you're a Titans fan on playing on one of those teams, that's like double whammy. It's fantastic. Really good. It's fantastic. Titans Radio is going to broadcast the game on our flagship station, 104.5 The Zone. We talked about it as a group, and it had been thrown out. Would you guys like to do it? Everybody on our team said we're in. So it's Rhett and me and Coach Mack and Amy Wells, and Brad Willis, and Philip Noel, and Lucas Panzica, and our entire team at the studio. Everybody is pitching in. I want to thank Cumulus Nashville for letting us broadcast from 6 to 10. Because I think this is really going to be a special night. It's special for us to get to do it. The biggest reason we're doing it is not just because we love high school football, which we do, and not just because the game's at Nissan Stadium, which is cool, but we're trying to call attention to how much help our friends in Humphreys County, Waverly, McEwen, Hurricane Mills, how much help they need. They need millions of dollars worth of help. The rains on August the 21st absolutely decimated that community. They are our friends. They are our neighbors. Rhett and I have both been there on caravans. We have a radio station there. We have friends there. These are good folks who need our help. And so what we're asking you to do to support Waverly and what we're trying to call attention to this week is donate money to the United Way of Humphreys County via this URL, and that is TennesseeTitans.com slash donate to Waverly. TennesseeTitans.com slash donate to Waverly. That money will go to the United Way of Humphreys County and help the people who need that help the most. So this is one of these instances. The Titans have been supporting Waverly football. We got them new equipment. We're letting them use the stadium. But we want to help the whole community, and we're hoping that this football game calls attention to how much help this community actually needs. Again, TennesseeTitans.com slash donate to Waverly. And it's important for a multitude of reasons. You 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 highlighted all of them, but in a in a community that has decimated is the right word because we're talking about a <laughs> the weather service in Tennessee. It's set and broke by a long stretch. The precipitation in a single twenty four hour day. This happened in a period of five or six hours. Seventeen inches of rain in a lot of places. No place for water to go because the, it's just unimaginable. And the loss of life, the loss of property. But the bright spot out of all of this is the Waverly Tigers. They lost their field. They lost their field house. They lost their gear. They're going to play at an NFL stadium on Thursday night. They're going to play in front of people who are going to come watch them. And they're going to play an important game against White House. But this team, the Waverly Tigers, despite all this, is 3-0. and They're having a great season. And White House is 3-1. and Yes, and it's a heck of a matchup. White House has a great history. And this is just one of those instances where high school football shines a light on community. And I, I, always, I will always believe, as hokey and as corny as that is, I will always believe that is the best thing about high school football. High school football is the purest form of 
of the sport. Oh yeah. It it Friday nights is a reason that it happens first. It sets up before you watch college on Saturday and before you go to a Titans game on Sunday. It's the purest form of this thing. But yeah, we we want for one night for Titans Radio to become Tigers Radio as Mike Keith, Dave McGinnis, and our crew will call this game the Waverly Tigers against the White House Blue Devils Thursday night this week at Nissan Stadium. It will be a great, great night and a lot of fun, but for an unbelievably just devastated uh, community for a great cause in this, and we, we hope that you will join us and trying to help our friends and neighbors in Humphreys County. We're on the air on 104.5 The Zone at 6 with Tigers Countdown. Yes! (laughs) But again, uh, and once the game starts, we'll be calling this right down the middle. We'll be for White House as much as we'll be for Waverly. We'll be rooting for all the boys to have a great night and to have great memories of this experience. We're neutral in terms of the game. In terms of what we're trying to do, however, uh, we're helping Waverly and Humphreys County every way that we can. Again, TennesseeTitans.com slash donate to Waverly. Rhett Bryan, good four downs today. I like it. I like this format. This is good. And uh, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the official Titans podcast. Next week, hopefully four downs after a win in Seattle. That got, would be much better. I got faith that this ball club's going to look a little different at Lumen Field on Sunday. Again, the airtime on Titans Radio next Sunday is 2.30 Central. Kickoff is 3.25. For Rhett Bryan, I'm Mike Keith. Thanks for listening to the OTP. Welcome to the big show where the legends go. Everybody knows it's our house. Titan blood running through our veins.